Hey, and welcome back to another episode of the MTB Fitness Podcast. Today, I'm doing another episode of the Brain Dump with Matt, and we're going to be talking about recovery. A follower actually messaged in after the first Brain Dump, where I talked all about training and nutrition and sleep and stress, and he said a great topic for a brain dump would be recovery so that's what I'm going to go through over the next 20-30 minutes I'm going to talk all about how to recover properly from your biking from your workouts and just generally how to feel on top form all the time and how to recover properly so this is episode two of brain dump with Matt I hope you enjoy it So for those of you who aren't familiar, and this is your first brain dump episode, it's actually only the second one I've ever done anyway, the brain dump with Matt is essentially just me sat down with the microphone and chatting away. (laughs) Um, We talk about all sorts of topics. Today I'm going to be keeping it loosely themed around recovery and everything that you can do to help you recover better, what affects recovery, that kind of thing. Um, I started these episodes, I mean originally when I started the MTB Fitness Podcast last November, I wanted an opportunity to be able to expand on the kind of things that I send in my daily email, on Facebook, on Instagram and I just wanted to be able to go deeper really and this podcast gives a great opportunity to be able to do that. It's also great for you guys and girls listening to be able to listen to it when you're doing other stuff. Obviously for one of my Facebook posts you have to sit down and fully focus to read it, whereas with this you can be out for a ride or a walk, a guy messaged me yesterday who's a farmer and he listens to it whilst he's uh, on the tractor so it's great to be able to listen to it whilst you're doing other things and just get some positive stuff in your ears really and the other side of it was that I knew there was a load of great people both in and outside of the mountain bike world who'd be able to bring tons of value to you guys really so I wanted to interview a load of people and just be able to get some big tips from them and really just dive into the psyche and find out what they can do to help us benefit our our training and nutrition and just help us get fitter faster and stronger on the bike really so that's how it all came about these brain dump episodes are essentially a time for me to sit and just talk to the microphone and go deep into different topics obviously when i'm interviewing people i want to i know i've said this in the last one but for those who've, who've not listened for when I'm interviewing someone I want it to be the vast majority 90% that person talking because we only have them for an hour so we may as well make the most of it these brain dump episodes are just a chance for me to really rattle on with myself so I hope you enjoy it today like I say we're going to go talk about recovery so recovery is a really really big topic and it's important that you get it right if you want to feel strong on the bike if you want to feel like you're strong in the gym and if you want to see results really you need to get your recovery right so training is really really important you need to train hard you need to ride hard nearly said rain you need to train hard you need to ride hard you need to do intervals and you need to absolutely smash yourself to be able to get fitter but then from the other side of it you can only get fitter from those workouts when you recover so a real simple way to think about your recovery is that when you train or when you do intervals or where you go for a ride you break down your muscles and you break down your body so you actually end up less fit in the short term then through a period of recovery your body ends up building up and bouncing back and then you end up fitter than when you started so in the short term you break your body down then when you recover properly your body exceeds the level that you started at the only way you can actually get those improvements in your fitness is if you give a real focus to your to your recovery to allow yourself to back to bounce back and get fitter so today we're going to kind of go into detail on that 
So recovery, it's a huge topic. There's loads we can talk about, so we'll see where it goes. Um, the first thing that I want to talk about, so yesterday, obviously it might be different when you're listening to this, but yesterday I put a post on Facebook that was talking about how looking after yourself isn't selfish, it's selfless, and there was quite a big kickback from it, about 80% of people just totally understood where I was coming from and they were on board, and then about 20% of people maybe were like posting comments like, oh, it's okay for you, you don't have a family, or my family will always come first, like I'm... It's not about putting me first. And I think those people kind of misinterpreted what I was what I was talking about, which is why this morning I did a follow-up post and I just went into detail on exactly why I think it's so important to look after yourself. And it really is like, I, I want to be the best partner I can be to Sophie, my girlfriend. Like, I really want to be a great boyfriend. I want to be a great son to my parents. When I eventually have kids, if I have kids, I want to be a great dad. And my business, as you know, is massively important to me. And I want to do as big of a, I want to benefit you guys as much as I can and have as big of an impact as I can really. But the only way I can do any of those things is if I look after myself. If I'm tired, if I'm sleepy, if I'm ill, um, if I'm having like mental health issues and I'm struggling with things like depression and anxiety, then there's no way I'm going to be able to do the best job that I can do for you guys and for Sophie and for, for kids in future. Um, and it doesn't mean, that, I don't mean that if you get depression or anxiety that you're not looking after yourself. But everybody I've spoken to on this podcast so far who's either had suicidal thoughts or has known people who've died from suicide always talk about the importance of looking after yourself. So it's really important that you get into your head that looking after yourself and taking time every day to look after yourself is not selfish. It's actually the complete opposite. I'm sure everybody listening to this know what it feels like to not ride for a week or two. Like you're just grumpy, you feel like absolute crap. Um, and you end up when you're spending time with your partner, you're grouchy, you're snappy, you don't have energy, you're probably daydreaming about other things. You're just not the best version of yourself. And I honestly, truly believe it's your responsibility to look after yourself so that you can bring the best version of yourself to your family, to your friends, to your partner, to your job, to your business if you've got a business. But it has to start with understanding that it's not selfish to take time for yourself to ride, to train, to eat right. On the flip side of that, it doesn't mean that you have to give out, like, it doesn't mean that you have to take three or four hours a day to look after yourself. I'm not talking about doing that. Like, literally, looking after yourself can be as simple as eating right throughout the day. It can be training for half an hour in the morning. It can be going for a couple of rides a week. Like, you don't have to be riding every day. But to, to really nail your recovery and to recover properly... It's really important, first of all, that you give yourself permission to actually look after yourself and to take that time to to look after yourself. Like I say, if you don't, your recovery is going to be crap. You're going to have low energy. You're not going to perform well on the bike. Um, but it's a mental flick and a mental switch as much as it is about doing the tactical things of eating right and sleeping. Like You need to first give yourself permission to actually look after yourself, to chill out, to rest, to recover, and also the other side to train. And um, maybe to meditate, to do things like that. If you don't, you, recovery isn't, you're just never going to recover, right? I can give you all the tips in the world, but first of all, you need to actually give yourself permission to take some time for yourself. The second thing, I've got some notes that I'm going to be reading through here that are just some really loose loose versions. Um, like the last one, for example, was just look after you first. So I'm going to read those and then chat away with myself. <laughs> so the next, uh, the next bullet point is nutrition. Your nutrition is massively important when it comes to recovery. So let's look at um, 
carbohydrate, for example. So let's say you go for a big two or three hour ride. Your muscle is filled with glycogen, which is sugar essentially. Carbohydrate is filled with glycogen. When you train, when you ride, your body uses that glycogen and your glycogen levels go lower and lower and lower and lower. You then need to replace it after workout. For the vast majority of people who aren't following a ketogenic diet, the vast majority of people listening to this really, 99% of people, you want to get some good carbs in after exercise to help the, to replenish those, excuse me, I got hiccups, to um, that's ideal that and it hiccups on a podcast when you're on your own can't even ask a question and then just try and get rid of them <laughs> um what was i saying then yeah you want to replace your muscle stores with some carbohydrate so that's one reason that nutrition is really important for recovery you've probably had rides i know i have if you go for maybe two or three days on the trot where you gradually get less and less energy and it doesn't feel like your muscles are struggling like you don't feel it's, it's hard to describe it there's you just feel you have a lack of energy. So you feel like the energy is not there. The motivation's not there. You just don't feel that, that oomph and that get up and go. And the idea of sprinting a hill is like less than, less than appealing. A lot of that can be down to not having enough energy. And that can be down to the, your nutrition and the food that you're eating. So make sure after big rides that you're having a good meal. And part of that meal needs to be carbohydrate for most people to replenish the glycogen stores in your muscle. Now the other side of it is the protein so protein is literally the building blocks of your body so when you train or ride you break down your muscle and then you use protein to help rebuild your muscle and get it back right back to where it was when you started or you know ideally fitter and stronger or maybe a little bit bigger um you need protein to be able to do that process so again that's another part of nutrition and why it's so important in that you need carbs to help most people need carbs to help refill the glycogen in your muscle and you need protein as well to help rebuild that muscle and to help to build it back up. And I'm simplifying this. There's so many other um, functions that protein and carbs and fats um, do in the body, but this is like the real basic main things that they do. So what you want to do with your nutrition is you just need to be really focused on it. If you want to recover properly, you need to be eating well. So the in if you've not got it it'd be worth checking out my nutrition guide stupidly simple nutrition for mountain bikers in there i just give really stupidly simple nutrition advice and tell you exactly what to eat so to give you an example you want to three to four times a day be eating a meal that's based around protein and veg with a small amount of carbohydrate so that's real basics protein veg small amount of carbohydrate and then you might want a little bit of fat in there so like a, a finger sized portion of fat which is like you know a, a small handful of nuts half an avocado that kind of thing um, so that's the basics to, to recover properly you need to be getting the nutrition basics then the other thing to look at is your nutrition pre, during and after exercise and after training so if you're going for a ride if you fuel yourself properly before the ride then whilst you're riding you eat all the right foods and then afterwards you have a great recovery uh, routine so you probably have a protein shake as soon as you finish the ride when you get back to the car park or you get back home and then about an hour later you'll have a meal based around protein, veg and carbs what that'll do is you're just giving your body all the nutrients it needs or the macro and the micronutrients that it needs to help you recover if you don't get that right you just will not recover properly um, and I've, I've done it first hand so so many times um, 
it can be hard as well to eat enough food. Like, yeah, like I went, so Sunday I got up and went for a ride to Gisborne Forest. It was amazing. It was a brilliant ride. And then I was the first one on the trails. I got there for 8 a.m. I think I was there for. I'd driven an hour and a half to get there. It actually took like 50 minutes because there was nothing on the roads. And got there. There was only one other car in the car park. Went for a spin. Had the trails at Gisborne completely to myself and the sun was out. And then got back to the car park at half ten and every single car parking space was taken. It was crazy. Um, so, yeah, Sunday I went for a ride. Monday I did a training session with my best mate Ozzy in the morning. And then I just felt like in the afternoon I was I was... I needed to recover, shall we say. So yesterday was the day when I needed to, I didn't train yesterday, it was a recovery day. I needed to eat a load of food, but I had 11 clients in. So that's a long day when you're doing 11 one-to-one clients and I've got to fit in a bit of MTB fitness work in between. So it was really tough to get enough food in. So one thing that I had to do was just really plan it on Monday night. So I was like, right, when are my breaks? When am I going to be able to get some food in? And I just, as soon as I got that 20 minute gap, I was like, right, grab the food out of my boot in my car, eat it straight away and prepare. If I didn't, then it would have been, and I would have had to drive to, in that half an hour gap, I would have had to drive to co-op in the village grab something and it just wouldn't have been as good as the meals that I was able to take in and prepare. To give you an example of one of those meals that I took in with me, so for breakfast I had a Spanish omelette and a bowl of porridge, which you know is a decent meal. One of the other meals later on was gammon, so I'd done a big gammon joint, cut, cut that up and then that was with some potatoes and with some veg and that was in the back of my car, so it's a proper good meal that will help me recover and will help fuel me up, but it's hard if you're losing weight, you can often have a focus of eating small amounts and trying to cut your calories back. But if you are trying to lose weight, you need to be careful not to eat too little. Otherwise, you'll just end up starving. So, and you won't have the energy on the bike. So, like today, for example, because I didn't eat quite enough yesterday, it was it was decent. My food was decent, but not as much as I needed based on the amount of exercise I've been doing. I woke up absolutely starving today, and I'm going for a ride to like about two o'clock today in the afternoon. Now it's one, twelve, one o'clock. Um, so I just need to make sure that I really get enough calories in today to fuel that ride. So it's really important to 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 think about it. So nutrition, as you know, it's a ginormous topic. Hopefully you've learned a couple of things in there. I'm just ranting on with myself, really. Um, I do recommend if you're into your nutrition, do buy my nutrition guide. It's £17.50. You can buy it in any country. So if you want to know how much it costs in your country, just Google £17 GBP, £17.50. Uh, that GBP into your currency, but it's it's dead cheap, and it'll just go into detail really on nutrition. But I'll be I'll be going into detail more on the podcast as well. Um, next up is sleep. So sleep is really, 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 really important for your recovery, and a lot of people don't give it that much focus. To be honest, I asked if you listened to the recent episode of the podcast with Phil Quirk. I asked him what the number. Excuse me, that's my hiccups again. <laughs> I asked him what the number one, fi- one thing he could recommend is for people. And he said sleep. That was the first thing that he said to perform better. And I thought that was really interesting. But it is so important. Like You need to be sleeping better. That's when the vast majority of your recovery happens. So just some real basic tips to help you sleep better. You need to be in a dark room. So ideally it needs to be pitch black. If you get it I like perfect you shouldn't be able to see your hand in front of your face so get some blackout blinds and really try and block out any light you can don't have any charges in your room that have lights on them or anything like that um if you've got a standby light on your tv make sure you turn it off at the wall or put a sticker on it so it doesn't see um careful fire hazards uh, <laughs> feel a lawsuit coming on um but yeah make sure you get any lights off 
Um, make sure your room is nice and cool as well. So you have a nice cool room that will help you get to sleep. And make sure that before bed you don't listen to sorry you don't use too much technology so you don't want to be watching tv late at night you don't want to be playing on your phone and um, you don't want to get yourself like excited now oh excuse me i just bashed the mic I told you it was a brain dump there's no structure with this it just goes wild <laughs> um a great example actually of what not to do for your sleep so not last i'm i'm really into my cars i absolutely love cars um I'm, yeah, cars are my thing. Since watching Fast and Furious as a child, I've just been obsessed ever since. So often through the week, I'll be watching YouTube videos like Car Wow, for example, and YouTube videos of car reviews and all that type of thing. Like, I, I really love cars. So yesterday, day before yesterday, <laughs> it was a stupid thing to do. I was right. I'd been reading. I was nice and calm. I felt ready for bed. And then I got in bed. Sophie was having a shower. Not having a shower, sorry. She'd gone to the toilet to get ready to do a makeup and do whatever it is that you ladies do before you go to bed. <laughs> um, so I was like, right, i got 10 minutes. I know, I'll watch a car video. So I watched a video of a Jaguar F-Type SVR it is. So if people who aren't into cars, you'll be switching right off now. But if you're into cars, you know it's a beast. Um, and it's a great video, great music. It's a Top Gear one. Like, there's great music with it. He's whipping the car around corners and there's quite a lot of adrenaline like through the video. It's 10 minutes long. And I got to the end of the video at 10 o'clock at night and I was pumped. I was well excited. And at the end of it, I was like, why did I just watch this? Like my energy, my energy was nice and low. I was feeling calm. I just had a nice relaxing read. And then I watch a video with like exhaust noise revving, uh, exhaust noises revving away and loud music and whatnot. So that's a great example of what not to do before bed. You don't want to be pumped up. You probably don't want to be watching riding videos immediately before bed. You want to be doing things that chill you out and calm you down. So even if I talk in a nice chills relaxed voice it instantly makes you feel a little bit more chilled and a little bit more sleepy rather than listening to me going on at my normal pace which is high energetic excited so think about that before bed and um, last night as another example so i got home from work last night at nine o'clock after doing clients Soph was doing some school work at the table. Uh, she's a teacher. People always laugh at me for clarifying that, but just so you know, she's not a pupil. <laughs> um, so I got home uh, and she was listening to some like dance type music and we had it on for about half an hour, but then at half nine, I asked her if she minded if I turned it off because the music was great, but it was keeping me awake and keeping my energy levels high. And at nighttime, you need to wind down to be able to recover properly. So that's another tip. Like just think about before bed, darkness, cool like temperature wise you need it to be cool you need the um you need to make sure that you don't get too excited so don't watch anything that really gets you excited on tv immediately before bed you shouldn't be using technology anyway but you get what i mean um and just bring yourself right down try and chill out try and calm down and you will sleep better and the other thing i know phil said it as well alcohol doesn't actually help you sleep it gives you the illusion that it helps you sleep so if you take alcohol before bed if you have a drink of wine or something like that or a beer it probably will help you get to sleep better but then you'll have a disturbed sleep through the night so it's not uncommon to wake up a few times through the night when you've had a drink and it also stops you getting into those real deep levels of sleep where you're getting the rem sleep which is the most beneficial so alcohol doesn't make you sleep better so if you ever tell anybody that you need a drink before bed to sleep better catch yourself saying it because you're lying to yourself it stops you recovering as well and it stops you sleeping as well so don't drink before bed okay <laughs> um, so that was sleep sleep is stupidly important when it comes to your recovery and uh, next up 
rest days. So it's really important that you train, as you know. You need to be training hard, but you also need to rest hard as well. So what I would do is it's very personal. So I've got people on my 12-week training program, for example. I had a review this morning that came through from a guy who was 72. So if you're listening to this podcast, respect 72 and smashing my 12-week program. That is some great going. Um, His recovery is going to be different to, say, mine. I'm 26. Um, So you know, if you follow me for a while, you know that I always say age is just a number. Don't use it as an excuse not to do something. Still set your goals high even if you're, you know, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80. Um, but you've also got to understand that your body does take longer to recover. Um, your joints take more of a beating when you're older and your recovery is just that bit slower. So somebody at my age, at 26, I could get away from training six days a week and I could probably train a couple of times a day um, through the week if I wanted to, if I didn't work so much. Um and I'd be fine, like I would be okay with that. You've got to think when you're older, you probably need more rest days. So if a 72-year-old started training six days a week, for the majority of 72-year-olds, that's going to be way too much and they're going to end up getting injured. Um, I have a 68-year-old one-to-one client that I train and I was seeing her three times a week, so she was training hard three times a week. We were just finding it was too much, like her body was just like she was getting injured every now and again she was getting ill like it was just that bit too much for her because she runs a business as well so she's working all the time good going at 68 um and now she drops down it's just two sessions a week with me and that's miles better like she has much better energy in the workouts and her energy levels are just higher now that's a specific example that's just for her i'm not recommending you do the same but it's just important to to listen to your body in that regard and just find out what's best for you the other side of it as well so age is one of the factors but yeah i'm 26 but i work long working hours so like yesterday was a 14 hour work day with 11 one-to-one hours with clients so that was a long day if it was 6 30 in the morning through till 8 30 at night i didn't train yesterday but there's no it would be stupid of me to try and train once maybe train once on that day but definitely don't train twice because what happened is i wouldn't be being smart with my recovery like you need to be smart so like I work Monday to Saturday. So yeah, I'm young, I'm 26. If I cut down my work hours, I could train really hard and get away with it and I would get great results um, from training loads. My body could handle it. But what I need to look at is like, right, what's my lifestyle like? So I work long work hours and I love doing that. I love, I've got a lot of responsibility with MTB Fitness. So at nighttime when I should be chilling out, I'll often um, just sit and reply to emails and that kind of thing. And a lot of my energy goes into work. So what that means is that I can't really ride four hours a day and do all that work just because I'm going to absolutely burn out. Even if I had the time to do it, if I was getting up at 3 a.m. to do that, I would burn out, I would end up ill and poorly. So you need to kind of look at your priorities. Like my priority isn't to be a a, a national XC level of fitness. Like that's just not it. I want to be fit. I want to be able to rock up to the social ride at MTB Fitness and be one of the two or three fittest riders there. I want to be able to clean every climb. I want to be able to get top tens on most Strava segments. Um, that kind of fitness, which I still class is very fit, but it ain't winning races. Like you're not at that level. Um, And I understand that I have other priorities, which is work and Sophie as well. And I don't want to be at the level where I'm training seven days a week and I have to absolutely nail my training. I need to be able to look at it uh, and a macro view. So 
I've gone off on a tangent there, which I always do on these brain dumps. But what I'm trying to get at you with that is that understand what your actual priorities are in life. So is it to be as fit as you can possibly be? Or is it to run a successful business or grow a successful business? Is it to be a amazing dad, an amazing family man? Do you want to be... You picture it like a sliding scale. So you can have all of those things, but all of those things are all going to be lower. So if you're working seven days a week to grow an amazing business, you're probably not going to be quite as good of a family man. Uh, if you're working seven days a week to grow a business, your fitness is going to suffer. It's not going to be as good as it could. On the flip side of it, if you want to be a pro athlete and your fitness is going to be 100 out of 100, you're probably, again, not going to be quite as good of a family man or family woman and your business won't be as successful so you kind of if you can see my hands now are moving them up and down you you turn some things up and turn some things down based on what you want in life and that's absolutely fine what you just need to make sure you do is make sure you're happy with that balance so i'm going for a two or three hour ride today because the rest of the time i'm working on mtb fitness now i have the freedom that if i wanted to go on an eight hour ride today i could but my business is more important to me. MTB Fitness is more important to me than doing that. So the reason I say that is because it, it, it ties into recovery. Like objectively, I could get up at 2 a.m. this morning, go for an eight-hour ride till 10 a.m., and then I could work from 10 a.m. till 8 p.m. tonight. But if I do it tonight, but if I do that for probably a couple of weeks, I'm going to burn out and I'm going to be ill, I'm going to be suffering. So you need to choose. The reason that's relevant to recovery is that it's about making those conscious decisions of where your focus is and allowing fit and recovery into that whole process. So I hope that makes sense. If that didn't make any sense, just drop me an email and that's at mtb.fitness or pop a comment in the Facebook group and I'll be happy to elaborate, but I hope that made sense. It's about figuring out exactly what your priorities are and understanding how fit you want to become and then fitting that into your lifestyle. Um, and that's all about planning, really. The other thing, so I did go off on a massive tangent there. That wasn't even what I was going to talk about. <laughs> uh, so rest days, you, you need to fit in rest days. So what I would do is I would look at your month from above and I would, or even start from your week, and I would say, right, I'm going to train here, train here, I'm going to ride here, ride here, and I'm going to do intervals on this day, and then just literally book them into your diary, and book in one or two rest days, depending on, or one to four rest days, depending on who you are, and what you, excuse me, what you think you need, um, factor those in, so plan your rest days in advance, that's massively, massively important. Um, right, the next side of it, it ties in quite well to what we were just talking about then, is listen to your body. So when it comes to recovery, don't just try and be a tough guy and a tough girl and push through everything. So let's say that your knees are really sore, you have a bit of arthritis and your knees are killing, they're really, really sore. I've just broken my chair that I'm sat on. <laughs> Wish you could see it right now. I just leaned back then and felt like a bit of a ping. And the chair is half hanging off. So I can't lean back on the chair anymore. I'm going to be using my core muscles a little bit more. <laughs> um, I've no idea what I was talking about now. I've nearly fallen off my chair backwards. It's good job it's not on video. <laughs> um, listen to your body. That was it. So you need to listen to your body. So that was it. Arthritis and knees. Thanks. Um, so with your knees, if your knees are really, really hurting and they're achy and they're sore, the worst thing you could possibly do would be to go for a run on them. Like it's not about toughening up. It's not about being a hard man or a hard girl. 
it's not about being a marine it's about resting in that case so like if you have arthritis you need to listen to your body and you need to train hard and then you need to recover and then you need to train hard and then you need to recover um and there's a very very fine line between using it as an excuse and then pushing too far so you need to really try and get just get used to listening to your body um it's very important like some days you won't feel like a hard ride and you're gonna have to listen to yourself and just do an easy ride the other side of it some days you won't feel like a hard ride but that's just because you can't be asked like your energy levels are fine your body's feeling fine and actually you should go push yourself and but that's just about being completely honest with yourself it's about understanding that there's a real fine line between being weak and knowing when you need to push yourself but then on the flip side of it knowing when you're tired and you need a rest and you should recover and so listen to your body um i cannot read my writing oh and on that i can read it now (laughs) almost from rest days sometimes you might want to factor in some rest weeks so what can sometimes happen for people following my 12-week program who aren't used to following a hard training program is they'll get six weeks in and then the results start to drop off. They feel like they're riding slower. They feel like their energy levels are low. The legs are tired and they're just flagging. That is a clear... That First of all, that's great. You want to get to that point. But what would then benefit them would be having a week's rest. So they might do six weeks and then have a full week off the plan. Where if they ride, they do really chilled out, like bride, flat bridal way rides where it's really relaxed. That will really, really help them. Um, because what can happen there is that people train hard and they feel like they get less fit but all you need to do is just take a bit of recovery time you'll give yourself a week off and you'll be surprised how amazing you feel afterwards and it's really common or it's not really common but it pops up every now and again for people on my program and i always have to remind them of that like just take a week off and then come back to week seven and you'll be amazed how strong you feel and so rest days week to week and then on a real macro view so you're looking at like three to six months factor in when you might need those rest weeks so before a race, for example, is a great time to have four or five days off. And then just generally, if you give yourself a full week off training, it will really pay dividends. Um, we're getting towards the end now. Stretching is the next one. So stretching can help you recover. And to be honest, it's just something that everybody listening to this podcast should be doing. Every day, you should be doing five, well, 10 to 15 minutes of stretching. Most people listening to this are probably tight. You've probably got tight hamstrings, tight hip flexors. Your shoulders are probably internally rotated. I can't imagine you've got perfect posture. Um, I don't. I need to take my own advice on this and stretch more and you want to be stretching 10 to 15 minutes a day and it makes a massive difference if you've got my 12-week program there's daily stretches in there anyway so just follow those and but do make an effort to stretch the other side of it is foam rolling as well so you can foam roll your muscles like your IT band on the side of your leg your quads your hamstrings your um, glutes your calves just all the muscles that get tight uh, foam rolling really helps just it's almost like a rolling pin like it just like really loosens off the muscle and gets rid of some of the knots in there and then the final thing you can do around stretching is get sports massages so if you go for a weekly sports massage she'll just she or he will just get right into the tight bits of your body and they'll really help loosen those off and um, so sports massages are a great thing to do as well um, and then the final thing before I give like my parting thought is a sauna steam session can really, really benefit you. Uh, I've been trying to fit it into my week. I would probably say I do it about 
three times a week, something like that. And what I'll do is I'll have a workout and then I go in the sauna and I sit in the sauna until I can't bear it anymore. Then I turn the shower as cold as it'll go and I go in for about a minute, something like that. Just keep like popping in and out of it. Um, and then I'll go in the steam room. Then I'll come out and go in the cold shower and I alternate and do sauna, cold shower, steam, cold shower, sauna, cold shower, steam. I do that for about 30 minutes. What that does is it really helps your blood flow. It's a great chance to stretch because your muscles are warm and you'll get really deep into it. And there's just tons of benefits for your recovery. The the absolute ideal, Ozzy, my best mate, always laughs at me because I repeat it over and over to him because I think it's important when you have a goal to keep verbalizing it and to keep saying it. So one of my goals eventually, I'm not having a swimming pool has zero interest to me. Like I don't like swimming, so I will if I was a multi-multi-millionaire, I probably wouldn't have a house with a pool because I wouldn't go in it. But the one thing that I do want is a sauna and an ice-cold plunge pool that I could go in every day. And the way I would start my day is through sitting in the sauna and then going in an ice-cold plunge pool and then going in the sauna and going in the plunge pool. Um, we once went, me and Sophie went to a really nice hotel in Ibiza. Not partying. In fact, I think I had two drinks the whole holiday. <laughs> Sounds about right for me. <laughs> um, it was just like a spa hotel. And they had that. They had a sauna there. And then right next to it, they had a plunge pool that was at about two or three degrees. I did that every morning. And I swear to God, I've never felt as good. Like, it was amazing. Your energy levels were through the roof. Like, you just felt so good. So... Even better than a, a, a cold shower is to have one of those plunge pools that you can dive in. Um, if your gym's got one of them, I'm very jealous. Mine doesn't. Uh, eventually, I want to get one for a house when we buy a house. <laughs> get that one past Sophie. See if she'll let me. Um, but yeah, that's um, that's one thing that you can do. Sauna steam um, and those dips in the cold uh, plunge pools. Right. And then the final thing, this is the parting thought that I want to end on, is attention. So what I mean by that is you need to pay attention to your body. So don't, the worst thing you can do is when you're feeling tired, when you're feeling sleepy, and I'm the worst person for this, is have a coffee to try and mask your feelings or have some sugar to try and give you a boost um, or try to ignore it or try to tell yourself you're being weak. Like, listen to your body and pay attention to it and notice how you're feeling. Are your energy levels high? Is your mood high? Is your motivation high? Is it low? How do you feel? The, just pay attention on a daily basis to exactly how you feel because that will really, really pay dividends when it comes to maximizing your recovery. Um, you, if you pay attention to your body, you'll know when you need to recover more. You'll know when you need to go hard. You'll know when you need to chill out and take some time off. Um, you just need to pay attention to your body. And on that note, I would absolutely love if you could recommend some more topics for me to rattle on about if you enjoyed this and just drop me an email matt at mtb.fitness and just say yeah i'd like to talk about that because i've been a trainer for about nine years now if you follow me on facebook and instagram i can talk about most things anything around training nutrition recovery mindset uh, and everything in between anything in that that kind of world i'm more than happy to rattle on about so yeah just uh, let me know what you'd like me to talk about other than that if you did enjoy this it's great to get some feedback so again just email me pop it in the facebook group that'd be brilliant uh, and then the one thing that would be really helpful is if you leave a review so just leave a review if you listen on apple do it in the app store you know on the podcast app or whatever app you're on just leave a review that'd be really helpful but other than that i hope you enjoyed brain brain dump two with me matt I hope you really enjoyed it. It's great to just be able to rattle on about some things that I hope will benefit you guys and girls. And other than that, there'll be another episode at the weekend. So thanks so much for listening. That was another episode of the MTB Fitness Podcast.